One of the striking things about the artist Romain Brooks is how very different this work appears in its frankness than the encoded pictorial um, strategies of a lesbian artist like Berenice Abbott. And, um, and tellingly, Berenice Abbott, after making the lesbian images uh, of the period in which she was an expatriate in Paris, would never again make any lesbian work. It's a pattern repeated throughout the exhibition, an early phase of uh, homoerotic interest is replaced once an artist becomes canonical, becomes famous, their work celebrated. She would even work very hard to deny, though she lived with the same woman for many, many, many years, that she was a lesbian. This is not in evidence in the work of Romaine Brooks. And in fact, Brooks's sexuality is always in evidence in almost everything she does. And that was enabled by a question of social class. In 1903, she had inherited $9 million. So this is a woman who was immediately transformed into one of the wealthiest women in America. She didn't circulate these paintings. She didn't need a dealer. She didn't care about the art market. And that gave her a freedom that's practically unparalleled at this historical moment to represent sexuality as she understood it, as she saw it. And we can see here that she's playing in this very carefully contrived and posed self-portrait with a form of representation that flirts with all sorts of codes of masculinity without going over into drag. She's not dressed as a man, but she is dressed both fashionably and mannishly. And in so doing, she is, in, according to the codes and contexts of her time, um, seeking to overturn one of the most common assumptions governing the world of women, which is that you move from your father's home to your husband's home. And thus, we're always a dependent. This portrait works to overturn that visually. She is and I use this word advisedly, her own man. And in so doing, creates an image of powerful, centered authority.